the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Ken Sukuri Ministries. Scripture tells us in Psalm 34, 18, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. These are the ones I look on with favor, those who are humble and contrite in spirit and who tremble at my word, says Isaiah 66, 2. We find beauty in brokenness when we choose to sit close with him and trust that he is listening. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds, our words of healing in Psalm 147, 3. Brokenness is a blessing because it puts us on the road to a breakthrough. Brokenness to Beauty with Brittany Francis, founder of Kensukuri Ministries, starts now. Welcome back to the program. This week, oh, I'm just so thrilled. Chris is here from last week. Uh, Brittany is here because she's here every week because this is Brokenness to Beauty and your host, Brittany Francis, is the one who conceived of this and came up with all of this just great information for us as women to learn about our place in God's kingdom. Yeah. I, that's really what it is. I was trying to think, how do I say that bigger? But it's God's kingdom and, and we're all in it together and, and it's just awesome. So last week you were teaching us a lot about the women pioneers in biblical history and what they did and what they really achieved for us and the miracles that they did in the sense that they stepped into their place as a daughter of the king. Amen. And now this week, I understand you want to talk about the settlers, so they would come after the pioneers. Yes. Settlers are something that I think so many times, pioneers are, a lot of times they put them with with men. I think we discussed that. That Mm -hmm. is not the truth. But a lot of times, pioneers come out to be sounding like they are the stronger ones. Mm -hmm. But I heard a perspective from Chris over the weekend, and the Lord had given me this similar perspective, but Chris says it in such a much more beautiful way. But a settler, a settler is something that we can look at as weak. We can look at as a settler, a woman that decides, you know what, look, where I am called to be is where I'm going to be. And I'm not going to go out, break the mold. I'm created. It has been embedded in me to settle this space, to create this space for a send out, a waypoint to send my generations out from here to change the kingdom. And I am going to be the one that is going to be the settler and stand here and do the things that I was created to do without being apologetic about it and without feeling like I'm less than right. because I'm not a pioneer. So they're holding the line. That is a perfect yeah. way to say it. And if you think about it, that is harder. It is. Your husband is in sales. I'm in sales. And one of the things they say about being in sales is that you can talk to as many people as you can. But if you can't continue to talk to them over a period of time, if that talk isn't holding, 
you're not forwarding your business. That's right. And so if you think of it back into in, into the context that we're talking about, if those women aren't holding the line and aren't now maintaining and protecting those rights given to them by God, yes, they failed. Yes. What a burden. I know. Wow. One of the settlers that I really want to speak on, oh, get so excited, is Mary. Okay. Jesus's mom. And I want Chris to open with this piece mm. because it is amazing to me how the enemy can distort what women were. And I think a lot of times we have as a whole, as a society, we've sinned and we have created an idol out of certain people in the Bible. And I believe that Mary was one of them. And mm. because of that, I believe that Christians shy away from her way too much. Right. And we don't talk yes. about her enough. Right. That's true. You know, so I would like Chris to talk a little bit about Mary and what the Lord has put on her heart about Mary as a settler. Well, and Mary, legend has it, okay, see this in the Bible, but history and legend kind of has it that Mary was educated. Like she had somebody in her life, like her, I don't remember if it was her mom or her, her dad, who also was very educated, taught her, taught her about God and all the things, you know, taught her the, their Bible, the, mm-hmm. the five books of the Bible and prophecy. And so whenever God came to her, it wasn't like a, what are you talking about? This is a shocker kind of thing. It was, The shock for her was that she was the chosen one. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't that she was completely like just sideswiped there and not even knowing what he's talking about. Right? right? So because it would make sense that you would need actually someone who, who knows all of this to raise the son of uh, the son of God. Right. That right? makes total sense. And I never thought about it until you just said that. Yes. So, so yeah. So, I mean, otherwise, how are you even going to know like what prophecies he's supposed to fulfill? Right. And all the things, right? Right. And when to let him go and when to let him go and go do what he's supposed to do for exactly. God. Exactly. Cause he did yes. that pretty young. He, yes. Yes. So yeah. At 13, yes. right. Yes. At 13, he is in the temple and they're on their way back home. And then they're like, oh, no, where's Jesus? And then and, you know, like you can read that interpretation of him saying, I'm I'm about my father's business and kind of feel like he was kind of being rude to his parents. But he right. wasn't right. He wasn't at all. He literally was probably at the time very passionate because he'd been talking for three days, mm-hmm. you know, and people were really listening to him. And 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 also Jesus I know it sometimes had to had to have his own revelation of who he was too, you right. know. So, you know, that was probably one of those main times whenever he, because God obviously was pouring into him at that time. So, so Mary going along had to know these things and it, and it says that she pondered these things in her heart. Yes. But also, like you said, she had to know when to tell him, okay, no, this is your time, That's right. right? She was the one that got him going in his ministry, he was like, do you realize what you're saying? Like, you've started the time clock, Mom. Like, you've started the time clock. Yes. And Mary started the time clock. Yes. For Jesus and his ministry, and basically when he would die. Yes. So then she had to be obedient to that, those three years of ministry, 
And then she had to let him go and die. Like, think about that. Yeah. She had to let him go and die. Right. Right. And be okay with that. It's amazing to me. That's a sacrificial love of a matriarch, of a matriarch, because she knew what would happen to the rest of not just the world, but also her family. Yes. Because yes. some, some of her children mm-hmm. didn't believe it. Yes. in mm-hmm. Jesus. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So imagine parenting, mm. parenting the son of God while you have your own other children that don't even believe you. Right. Imagine doing that. Like, how do you hold that family together? Right. <laughs> That's really hard. Yeah. So how do you how do you even do that? So, well, I was going to say she Genesis three fourteen through fifteen, I believe, is when it starts talking about the enmity mm-hmm. between the woman yes. and Satan. Yeah, and she knew she, that piece of yes, it. Yes, yeah. she knew that what she who she was giving birth to was going to crush. The head of the enemy. Yes. And he was only going to bruise his heel. Yeah. To know that that is what you are to do. That is your whole life is to raise this child, to protect your child as much as you can, but to know that that child is going to be who you see die for the sins and the hurts and the pains of the past and the present. What an incredible settler. Yes. She settled. She didn't change her course. Right. She knew why she was there and she did not budge. Yeah. It's amazing. Isn't it? And then you have to realize, even knowing scripture that says that he's going to be beaten unrecognizable. Right. And then watching that being fulfilled, that has to be such a painful Yet proud moment at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. how do you even, how do you even explain the emotions behind that? And watching your son being beaten unrecognizably. Perfect son. Yes. yes. I mean, that's a piece too. Son. Not that we ever think that, you know, anything that our children could do could make us love them any less. But you think about that piece, right? There's nothing that is flawed in her mind about this child. Nothing. You know, there's nothing that she can go back to and have any memory of any sin that this child has done. And yet she is standing there watching her son die. Can you imagine? It's amazing to me. Yeah. It's just amazing. She is somebody that I feel very often we are called to be sacrificial women Mm -hmm. in our household and not be the pioneers. And I think that so many times we can come back and revisit history and look at Mary as somebody that we can somewhat in the moment of our pain of our lives identify with that if our our children are hurting, if our husband is not exactly what we pictured it would be, if our life is not exactly what we pictured it would be, how do we respond and how do we react? Oh, Mary, you go back to how she was. Mm -hmm. And another person that that goes back to my mind is Ruth. She was a settler. She wasn't a pioneer. She was a settler. Yes. 
She went back to be with her mother-in-law. Yes. Yes. I mean, another one that she sacrificed her future. Jesus came from that lineage. We talk mm-hmm. about generational curses. What about generational blessings? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. I mean, wow. Right. And she didn't even serve our God. No. In the beginning. No. She saw it in, in her mother-in-law. She yes. saw it in Naomi. Yes. And, and said, your God will be my God. Yes. Your and people are my people. What an incredible piece of how she came to the Lord. And the Lord looked at her, and he already knew from the beginning of time, but he knew this lineage, right? Yeah. And he knew that Joseph's line, right, was where Ruth came all the way through to Joseph. But, oh, my goodness, a settler, somebody that understands who they are and know where you go, I go. Where you stay, I stay. This is where I'm called to be. This is what I'm called to do. And I'm not budging. And so many times, women, we ask, why are you staying with this man? Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're called to leave, but sometimes they're called to stay. That is when you really need to know your relationship with the Lord and the mm-hmm. voice of your heavenly father. Because sometimes we are called. Now, the Lord does not want us to be abused, beaten. No, we are no. the daughters of the most no. high. No. But sometimes women run. When we're not called to run because the man is not doing exactly what we feel he should do. And I believe so many times we need to go back to these women and revisit history in the Bible and say, oh, my goodness, Mm -hmm. this woman stayed. This woman was faithful. Even Sarah, poor Sarah. I think so many times she gets such a bad rap. Because, well, she, you know, she just kind of gave her handmaid a minute. But, but, you know, as a whole, to stay, to stay put, heartbroken, wanting a child, mm-hmm. and at 90 years old, finally receiving that blessing, yeah. she stayed faithful. She wasn't a pioneer. She was a settler. Mm-hmm. She wasn't a Deborah. She wasn't an Esther. She was a settler. So I get the sense that the settlers were resolute in their way of being throughout life. They were not overly emotional, not critical. They had to be strong. Right. And they couldn't be reactive. You know, a lot of times we hear in different teachings that marriage and love is an action. It's not a feeling. It's an action. And if you think about these women who were settling, you know, we have a bad connotation. Oh, she settled. How many times have you heard that about a woman? <laughs> good, right. You know, this yes. guy, the guy is whatever. I mean, we're all flawed. So somebody decides they're going to pick on somebody's husband or brother or right. dad or whatever. She's settling. Mm-hmm. But settling really is good. As long as you're settling, I think really what you're saying is you're settling knowing that your relationship with the Lord is right Mm -hmm. and that you're not settling out of a reaction. So if you're settling out of fear or or anger, deep anger or resentment or any of that, that's not really settling. That's, I don't know what, it's having an emotional reaction. Right. Right. But real settling, staying the course. Absolutely. Whole different thing. And and sometimes we're called to be settlers Mm -hmm. in some pieces, like in our jobs. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes we're also called to be pioneers. So 
Chris. In our jobs. She's amazing the way the Lord works. She's the perfect person that I can feel just, she does both so well. She does her job so well. She's a pioneer. She's writing books for children. She's breaking the mold on both sides. And I think that that's listening to the voice of God mm-hmm. and saying, okay, the Lord is calling me to settle over here because I'm called to hold the line over here. Right. And over here, I'm called to pioneer and create something new and different. And I think women as a whole do that so much differently, not better, but differently than men, because a lot of times men have boxes and they can only operate in one box. Women have multiple boxes, right? right? I mean, what do you think about that? What do you think about that piece? I mean, it's true. Women by nature are multitaskers. And when you try to have a conversation, like I drive my husband crazy because he's got his boxes. But me, I'll jump here, 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 here. I'm talking so fast. I can't even. I'm, you should figure out what I'm talking about. He's like, I don't know what you're talking because he can't follow. <laughs> because they well, all are connected to us. We know. So the, the way that God made our brains, I mean, they're able to map brains now. And so they, they can actually, I think it's in an MRI or some sort of scan that they do. And you can look at the woman's brain versus the man's brain when they're tasking. And you can see that we are firing across the brain. Yes, yes. And they're not. And yes. there's nothing wrong with that because we do need somebody to march along the road in war. Yes. And go take care of business. Exactly. You know, to build yes. that building right. brick by brick. Yes. And engineer it to stand. Yeah. So right. we, we need their brains to do that because our brains don't function that way because right. we're too busy. Oh, I've got to put the kettle on. Oops, the building fell down. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's true. Oh, well. <laughs> it's true. It's true. That and I think that true. so many times we forget that many of the women mm-hmm. in the day mm-hmm. in the Bible, they were both. Yeah. yeah. You know, we think about Phoebe. We think about Philip's daughters who are prophetesses. Mm-hmm. We think about Junia, the apostle. They lived in a time where they had to be settlers in some areas, but they also were pioneers. Right. They had to be okay with being both. Right. Right. And so I think that that is a really important piece when we talk about who are you and the Lord? What has he created you to be before we bring anybody else on that can talk about their testimony and what the Lord has done in their lives? What we have to understand is that we have a very proper place in the kingdom seated with the most high God. And we are either to be in each situation in our life pioneers where we push open a door or we kick open a door and we create a new place for others to come in and cohabitate in or we are settlers in some other areas of our lives where we are creating a safe space and staying in that safe space for others that we are there to protect and love on it's amazing yes and so you go back to Mary, and she is a settler because she knew that she was going to have to create this very safe space. But she probably, I mean, it talks a little bit more about her. She went on to be a pioneer. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. I mean, yeah. wow. Yes. Yeah. To know that she sat back, she saved this space for Jesus, and that was what all she did, right? She, she's had this home 
to create this place where the the Lord's son could be raised. And then he died on the cross. He went back up as he was raised from the dead. He came back out. He preached, gave the great commission to women first, and then he left. And then she was left to be a pioneer, truly. So I think that that is something that we really need to right now hone in on in our own lives. Lord, what is it that you are wanting us to? to be in this moment of our life, and it may not be a forever, but are we called to crawl on an altar and are we to die right now to who we are or who we want to be and die on that place and be a settler right now or vice versa? We may not want to push open doors. We may not want to do that, but God may have given us the authority to do so in certain areas of our lives. That's right. And we may have to die to the idea of, well, I just want to be here. Yeah. Right. And not push any buttons. And you're right. Sometimes we are both simultaneously. Mm -hmm. So you can be a pioneer. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's how you're leading your children, but. You're a settler at work. You're holding the line for something, an ideology or a way of doing something. And you have to be both and you have to be flexible and you have to be right with your relationship with God to know not to let one bleed into the other. You know, what comes to mind is when you have somebody that's high powered and they're in a work situation. So they're leading the charge and they're pioneering and doing all this. But then when they get home, they have to take that armor off. Right. And they have to settle sometimes. More yes. often we have to settle. I think settling is harder. As I'm listening to you, Brittany, I think settling is harder. Pioneering is easy because there's a lot of bravado that comes with it or can yes. come with it. And, and you, you can go from one place to yeah. the next to the next to the next yeah. to the next. I'm it's a great big for deal. my personality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're just bopping around just being you. But then when you have to be quiet and you have to settle, right. it often means that somebody else is coming to the forefront. Right. And you have to go home and do the dishes, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. sometimes you have the excitement yeah. of yeah. getting to go and yeah. pioneer something and yeah. have all the ideas and do all yeah. the things. And then you come home and there's the dishes. <laughs> and that's the subtler kind of thing that you just got to do. Without resentment. Without resentment. Yes, because how it's many of us, confession, have loaded that dishwasher where there's a sink full and you can't do any work because... Somebody's not respecting my workspace. <laughs> and I filled the sink up. True. And so I'm slamming things into the dishwasher. Idiot. Right? <laughs> we all do it. Right. It's and really, true. if we're settling well and we're right with God, we do it. It doesn't mean that we don't right the wrong later. So if that's habitual and it's bleeding into other issues, whatever they happen to be in the dynamic of the relationship. You do it with a maturity. Right. And a goodness of spirit rather than anger. Well, and doing the dishes can be worship when Amen. you allow yes. it to be. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. like, expand on that. We yeah. have a choice of everything that we do, whether or not we're pioneering or we're settling. Yeah. If you're changing a diaper, you can do that as unto Jesus and it becomes worship. That's yeah. right. You know, if we just step back and have that moment, and I mean, mm-hmm. I'm preaching to the choir because I don't always pass that test at all. But 
if we, we can take any moment in our life and we can say, Jesus, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it so well and I'm mm-hmm. going to do it for you. Like my husband, he can be annoying because he does that. Like that is in his heart that mm-hmm. everything he does, he does with such excellence and he does it as unto the Lord. And so then your life becomes worship. It's so good. Every time you touch that dish, you can pray. You know, I remember somebody told me every single time that you touch Rick's pillow, pray over that pillow. Every single time you make the bed, pray over that bed. Every single time. I mean, Mm -hmm. what an opportunity settlers have. Yes. Yes. And we're not just talking homemakers. No. We're talking settlers at work. Right. Every single time you do something to help whoever you're helping right or you're there to be with or under you're serving and you have an ability to impact the kingdom in a greater manner what an amazing piece it is to be a settler i'm just so glad that we were able to speak about pioneer and settler and i am so excited for when chris comes back it's going to be wonderful i hope you have a great day You've been listening to Brokenness to Beauty with Brittany Francis. Join us every Thursday evening at 5.30 p.m. To hear this program again, go to kkht.com and click on the podcast. For more information, visit kintsukoriministries.com, K-I-N-T-S-U-K-U-R-O-I. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.